You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast here with John Hicks this week. I'm Jennifer Perry. But John's sounding a little bit more like Barry White these days for some reason. Listen, it's pollen. It's tree sap. I don't know what's happening. It's in, in the state of Kentucky. And you guys know this, right? It's 56, 78. 81, 22, whatever it is, right? We've had all four seasons in a few days, it seems like. So here we are. Just like our weather here in Kentucky, just like our pollen season, John, the market right now is up, it's down, it's up, it's down. And, you know, it's amazing how people start paying attention when we see something like a 500-point drop in the Dow, the NASDAQ takes for a couple of days. But what's your reaction to everything that's been happening this week? Well, it's funny you say that because I, I know that recently, even though we've had a ton of volatility, the current administration has come out and said, hey, this has been the best hundred days of the market since John F. Kennedy. Hmm. The Biden I boom, be- I think they called it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The Biden boom. The Biden boom. <laughs> I find that to be interesting only because the last week has not <laughs> felt like a boom. It's felt like a bunch of crazy stuff. And here's why I mention this. The market, ladies and gentlemen, and we've talked about this in the past, but the stock market, it goes up and it goes sideways and it goes down from time to time. We're at a point now where the overall stock market seems kind of frothy. Mm -hmm. It seems kind of, I'm not saying it's going to go down from here. I have no idea. But all I'm saying is it seems like maybe there's a little bit of a resistance on going higher, even though. Guys, even though we're still printing money, (laughs) we're still printing money in this country. And on top of that, we still have fairly low interest rates. So when we're looking at this kind of situation and we're leading ourselves now, we're in May, we're starting to find the understanding that, you know, there was an old concept, uh, Jennifer, I don't know if you've ever heard it before. It says in the stock market, sell in May and go away mm-hmm. and basically come back later in the year, like September or the end of August or October. And the interesting thing about that is when you look at those comments and you look at those, those statistics, they're fairly telling. So here we are in May, we've just now seen a tremendous amount of turbulence in the markets and all of those industry leaders, Jennifer, this is the big one. Those industry leaders, those things that have propped the market up so much recently, those tech companies like Apple, and Amazon and Facebook and all those things, they're starting to really get punched in the face here recently. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you should buy or sell any of these things, right, guys? It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that, man, those all those great gains, they're starting to look like they're maybe not going to go forward for a while. Mm-hmm. No, here's what I feel. I feel in general that overall our economy should be improving, right? Mm-hmm. We're starting to see people not wear the mask as much right we're starting to see a lot of regulations lift a little bit not completely right, <laughs> yeah. but a little bit a little we're starting to see a lot of places saying hey we're hiring we need some help and we actually finally finally saw the current administration say hey we're not going to give unemployment if you have a job offer right yeah now i don't know if they're going to actually hold up on that or if this was just lip service but thank goodness they're, they're finally saying that stuff right mm-hmm. We need people to do these jobs that we need done. I don't care what they are, but I do know that the last couple of times I've tried to go out to a restaurant, 
They don't have enough service staff. Right. Those service staff people are overworked. It's not good for those businesses, right? Ladies and gentlemen, we need people to get back to work. So when you ask me what I think is going on, I think we need to get this country back open again. And I don't think we're going to see the market do very good things until we open ourselves up completely. And I mean that very honestly. I had the opportunity to finally see my father this past weekend. Mm. And I had not seen him in over a year. And he, unfortunately, was in a, uh, a long-term care facility in Radcliffe at the VA facility. And they were doing the best they could for him. I understand that. Yeah. But he was a completely different human being than I saw him over a year ago. Mm. He had not had the interaction. He had not had, frankly, exactly what I was just talking about. He had not had enough staff people to help him out through his cause, right? We need to get back to normality. Our children are suffering from not being in school. Our aged, like my father, are suffering from not having enough volunteers and or having enough people that are allowed in that facility to help him. Mm-hmm. Our service staff and all of our restaurants are being hurt from not having the opportunity to have people hire and not having enough people want to work. And our businesses are still not at the right place yet. I don't know. I'm a little miffed, Jennifer. Hmm. I'm not distraught because I know that as a country, as a nation, we have always persevered at every other time before this. But I'm sick of mandates. I'm sick of problematic situations. I'm sick of people not willing to put in the hard work to get the stuff done. We don't need mandates. We don't need a bunch of rules. We need people willing to work. That's what I think. That's the place I'm in this week. And I apologize, I sound like Barry White <laughs> While you're saying as I'm it, doing but... <laughs> this, because that was not, a lot less love than I was willing to give. <laughs> oh, well, Man, I got on a soapbox real quick there, didn't I? Oh, that's boy. All right. That's all right. We're it's all right. starting this Sunday morning off right. right it's all right. No. So as I do think about things that are going on, I think we can all do better, right? And yeah. that's the one thing. I think we can all do better, which often means having a plan to succeed, mm-hmm. not a plan to fail. We can't keep relying on our politicians and our Fed to prop up the stock market, right? Yeah. We need to get people back to work. We need to get people not just working on what they used to do, but whatever the pandemic has taught us, right? We need to find a better way to do things. That's what we were founded on, about starting over, starting doing the hard work, not relying on bailouts, not relying on government intervention, We started this country on grit, tenacious work ethics, and understanding that if we want liberty, we got to work for it. It's not a handout. It's not a welfare system. It's not a stamp they can give us. That's what we got to do, guys. But here's the point. Don't get defeated because we haven't done it yet. That's the greatest part about our country. Every single time that we've been shot down, every single time we've been trampled on, we get back up, We come back harder, we come back better, and we make a better situation. Let's just start it now. Radio host, financial advisor, and now author. That's right. Check out John's book, The Retirement Solution, on Amazon.com. Or get a free chapter now at RetirementSolutionRadio.com. You are the most uh, active father that I know at this age when... Everything is going so swimmingly with the business. We have people coming in and calling in all the time here on the show. You're busy with your courses at UofL Shelby Campus. But I've noticed in just the last few years, you've made it this priority to make sure you're at your girls' soccer games. If there's an appointment that they have, that is your most important appointment of the day. I think that one of the biggest lessons that I ever took from asking my clients, hey, you know, 
now that you're at this retirement stage, one of the things I always ask them was, hey, what is something that you were either proud you did or wished you'd done? And almost 100% of the time, every male that I talked to said, I either devoted a lot of time to my kids and that's what made it so pleasurable or I wished I had done it more. Hmm. You're never gonna get this time back. They're only young once because as you guys out there know, whether you have kids or you've had kids and you have grandkids and even those grandkids are older, there becomes a point probably around age nine, 10, 11, 12, they don't even want to hang out with us anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I have an 11 year old and a six year old and the six year old is just now starting to want to act more like the 11 year old. And she wants to be on her apparatuses or talk to her friends and all these things. And I realize I haven't missed out. I would like to have more of those moments. Mm -hmm. Right. But I'm afraid that they're coming to an end too quickly. I'm trying to do the best I can to hold on to that. And I know that so many of us have done a great job raising our kids. And it's not that I thought I was doing a good job. It's just I realized my clients told me. Everyone I talked to told me, John, don't screw this up. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully of all the things that I might screw up in my life, hopefully I did not screw this one up. Because I do. I love watching them play soccer. Maddie is just so fast. She really has a good head on her shoulders. She's so athletic. And Allie's just, she's probably one of the most personable six-year-olds that I've ever happened to meet. And I know I'm biased. I get that. <laughs> she can talk to a stranger in 0.3 seconds. She's just like her mother. And I love that. It makes them so wonderful. And yeah. I have, I've just truly enjoyed that. So hearing Rod Stewart's song, I wish that I had the power and the ability and the, the songwriting skill to write a song like oh, that. Oh, yeah. I, love I can't sing like Rod Stewart. <laughs> I mean, I, I, not this song. Maybe if you want my body, I get no. I'm, no, you're gonna have to stick to Barry White this week. I no, think no Rod yeah. Stewart, just Barry White. <laughs> I don't think I need to sing either one of those people's songs. <laughs> right, that would be bad. That would be very bad all the way around. <laughs> stick to the guitar over there. But uh, I love that you're making your family a priority, and I think you're like so many of us in this generation X today, John, where, you know, you're dealing with your father who's had his medical issues. You've been talking yeah. about that on today's show. You're raising a family. You're kind of just going through your working years full speed ahead. But speaking of forever young, you know, those of us in that generation are not forever young. Actually, the oldest Gen Xers this year, I just realized this, mm. are turning 56 years old Go figure. in 2021. And I had a, one of those real life moments where I was reminded of this recently that, hey, retirement's not that far off for me either, because one of my older friends in high school, he was several years ahead of me in high school, but I ran into him recently and he was talking about he's going to retire in three years. And I thought, wait, you're too young to retire. And then sure. I thought, no, I'm actually <laughs> getting See? old enough where it's going to become a more serious concern for me, too. So typically you're working with people 55 and up. You're starting to see more of our generation come into the office, aren't you? You know, I am so surprised when people come in when they're in their late 50s and they're just like, John, I thought I had forever. Uh -huh. And then all of a sudden, boom, I turned around. I went from 35 and then boom, I snapped my fingers and I was 45. And now I'm 56, 57 years old. Uh -huh. And I realized, man. I spent a lot of money putting kids through school, doing all these things, getting the house fixed up, doing all these things. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's time for retirement. And I agree with them. <laughs> it, it blows my mind. I'm in Gen X myself. Yeah. 
Not that I'm going to ever hang it up in my opinion. I I'm going to have to work. That, no. I mean, I got two daughters, right? So right. you got to work until you're gone. That's and kinda... pay off the college, pay off the weddings. <laughs> yeah. You're in this business for I a gotta, while. Yeah, I got a long way to go. It. And so when you think about it, whether you're uh, baby boomers, whether you're the greatest generation, whether you're Gen X, Gen Y, whatever, the point of the matter is it sneaks up very quickly, Jennifer. It sneaks up very quickly. And the only way to know if we're on the right path is if we have an actual plan. Mm -hmm. and a plan that we're monitoring. That's probably the biggest piece of the puzzle, right? Mm. So some of us have really good 401ks and our employers are putting money in for us as we're putting our money in. And they have that, they call it what, it glide path. Yeah. Some of them call it their retirement path. Some, they, there's a bazillion different ways they're trying to do this. That is a starting point. That is a starting point to know where you might be in retirement. But Jennifer, when we get into our 50s, this is a very important time to start thinking about the things that can hold us back. Hmm. So I'd like to talk about a couple of them. Yeah, okay? please, because yeah. I'm listening. I'm all ears. No, when I'm thinking about, when I think about my own trajectory, when I'm thinking about the people that I run into, some people don't have very good 401ks, yeah, right? true. And they right. don't have anyone helping them. Even if they have a great company that's helping them save money and they're putting money in their 401k, they often don't get very good assistance. How do they know what they're investing in? Yeah. How do they know what's right for them? What happens if the market does you know, plummet like it did in 2008. Not that we're expecting it, but are we going to be able to stick on that path? Or are we going to be able to retire when we want to? And unfortunately, that's one of the breakdowns or one of the failures of the current financial system. The 401ks may be a great place to save our money, but how are we investing it? So that comes down to, well, then who are we asking our questions to? <laughs> and Jennifer, I think this is probably one of the most illuminating things to me. When I talk to most people in their 50s and they, they look at themselves and they look at their spouse and they look at me and ask them, hey, how do you typically make your decisions? And they almost kind of grin. Well, we talk to each other and then we, we ask about what Barb and Steve are doing. Yeah. You know, we ask yeah. about what, what Helen and Bob are doing. We, I mean, we're just trying to figure out what we should be doing. John, yeah. that's why we're here. We're trying to figure out what you have to say. But I always have to laugh because even if someone has saved a tremendous amount of money, how they got there sometimes is just luck right or it's or, or maybe it was skill maybe it was skill but they don't they don't count it as skill jennifer mm -hmm. so when we look at this when it comes down to where are we getting our advice are we getting it from the right person do they understand our needs and goals this is kind of why i always say well you probably want a fiduciary based advisor mm -hmm. or you want to at least listen to those shows it's not selling products mm -hmm. <laughs> let's do it let's start there right there's a couple great books out there i know that uh, tony robbins did one a while ago called money master the game it's like 9,000 pages. So <laughs> he, you read he all 9,000. Yeah. yeah. So he like did that. another one called Unshakable. I think it's very good. Uh -huh. There's a bunch of good resources that we always give our clients that they should read. Uh, yeah. So they, maybe your own book, The Retirement Solution. Maybe well, that too. It, it's not a bad starting point. Now understand, with the way I wrote that book was just so that we can understand the direction we're going, right? Mm -hmm. Understand that the way that we're trying to send ourselves, we don't know necessarily what's going on. And neither does the talking head on the TV. Right. So what we need to find out is which direction should we go and is it right for us? That starts the process. So there's a lot of good books out there that people can read. There's a lot of good websites that people can go to. But at the end of the day, the question is, where are we getting our financial advice? And I think that most people don't realize, Jennifer, it could be very specialized. Hmm. If you get the right advice, it could actually put you three to five years ahead of your next door neighbor. Oh, wow who's just listening to their water cooler friend. <laughs> it can actually help you retire substantially earlier than you thought you could. 
But here's another thing. If you don't take the good advice or if you don't know the good advice or if you don't do the right things, Jennifer, what I've seen is it causes people to have to work much longer than they need to. Oh, wow. Okay. Where, where they don't realize, oh, my gosh, I could have retired six years ago. I didn't do the right things. And so now here I am, 73 years old, I'm still working. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to. Yeah. You see, it's the want to part that makes that story very sad. Right. Right. Because some people do want to work in their 70s. And I encourage it every single time I see someone, do what you love. But don't do what you don't have to do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But all this comes down to having a game plan and getting in the right advice. So with Gen Xers, the big question is, where are you getting your current advice? What do you feel confident that you want to accomplish? And if you know those two things, seek out who can get you there the quickest or the most comfortable or the one that gives you the most certainty to hit those goals. See, so guys, if you do that, you're already ahead of all your water cooler friends. Like what you hear? Be sure to hit the subscribe button. And thanks for listening to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. J. Hagen Capital is a registered investment advisor. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Incorporated is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance products and annuities offered through John Hicks. Kentucky Insurance License Number 99882. 